Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Sam Says, a podcast brought to you by the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans. I'm DeRondo Beverly with the Gemini Group, and joining me as always is the Sam in Sam Says, Samantha Olds Fry, the CEO of the association. Sam, it's good to see you again. Always good to see you. How are you, DeRondo? I am doing well. I cannot believe that it's already time for Thanksgiving. I feel like 2020 in some ways is the year that wasn't, but now it's Thanksgiving time. It is. It is. And I'm right there with you. I don't know where the time went. Uh, We are planning a super small Thanksgiving of three people and two dogs uh, and a little bit of Zoom. Um, So it will be my first year cooking a turkey. Um, So we're going to see how that goes. So how do you, how does, how are you incorporating Zoom into that? That's interesting. So we're going to have the laptop at the end of the table, you know, and, and see families that way, sort of a like virtual tour of the Midwest for us, Um, how it goes. So for us, uh, yeah, for us, we, my wife has a very large family and Thanksgiving consists of usually anywhere between 60 to 65 people in one house. So this year with everything going on, that's not happening. Uh, right. We have not de- <laughs> we've not decided on the Zoom option yet, but we are now figuring out if my immediate family, if we all quarantine and get tested two days before, if everyone comes back negative, then we do it, or otherwise everyone just is kind of on their own this year. So we're still trying to figure that out. So yeah, twenty twenty, the year of adapting. That's right. That's right. And as such, it's a very interesting topic that will come up with the holidays. Uh, so for this particular podcast, our subject is mental health, coping with COVID and seasonal depression. And to discuss that with us, we have Dr. Tom Allen. Dr. Tom Allen is currently the Executive Medical Director of Behavioral Health Government Programs at HCSC and Chief Psychiatrist for, for Blue Cross Blue Shield Medicaid Program in Illinois. Dr. Allen, welcome to Sam Says. Great. Thank you. It's nice to be with you all. We appreciate you being here. And before we jump into it, same question for you. How has this affected your, your upcoming uh, Thanksgiving plans? <laughs> um, uh, not much different than what you guys are doing. It's, it's going to be a small group this year. Um, however, we did expand our family. We have uh, 20 chickens um, <laughs> in our garage in a coop. Um, you might hear one of the roosters crow as, as I speak today, but um, so that's a little bit of an expansion of our family. So it'll be. Wow. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> Love it. So first Thank question you. for you. And again, we appreciate you being here and, and especially on this expanded format of, of how we are experiencing this now in audio and video. So we appreciate uh, you joining us for that. Uh, first question for you today, Dr. Allen, according to the world health organization, the COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted or halted critical mental health services in 93% of countries worldwide, while the demand for mental health is increasing. Uh, From where you sit as a mental health professional and someone who works within the Medicaid space, can you give us some color as to what you're seeing here in Illinois in that regard? Yeah, you know, as we all know, uh, the challenges with COVID have affected all of us and, you know, our, our mental health is, is certainly a part of that. Um, I read a recent statistic from the CDC that um, uh, a recent survey showed that rates of depression were up and anxiety 
are up now uh, fourfold than what they were uh, last year. And, and so across the board, people are struggling with, you know, obviously, um, health uh, fears, um, you know, certainly death due to COVID, um, financial stressors. Um, so we're, we're seeing things, you know, even though a lot of us might not meet clinical criteria for a, a, a mental illness as such, a lot of us have sort of these sub-threshold um, symptoms, you know, kind of feeling on edge and worrying and not feeling fully, um, you know, as optimistic as we would like to be. So we're seeing that across the board. And, and I guess in terms of um, what we're seeing in Illinois, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are, are reaching out to their primary care physicians, uh, getting screened for a lot of these symptoms. Um, you know, it, telehealth has really allowed us as providers to expand care uh, to people who normally wouldn't be able to get care. Um, and so what we've seen is more utilization of outpatient services, not only primary care, but also behavioral health. Um, and we've also seen a lot more, uh, you know, there are more talk, uh, talk lines and online support and, and hotlines and helplines. So if someone's isolated and struggling, that person has a lot of resources to reach out. And I think, Dr. Allen, exactly what you just highlighted there is so important. We had a conversation um, previously with Dr. Moore, where we talked about what were some of the good things that came out of COVID, as hard and as painful as this year has been, what are sort of the shining lights? And one of those was an expansion of telehealth. But in my mind, another sort of shining light with regards to healthcare is how people are aware and talking about mental health in a way that I have not seen um, during my sort of professional career, you know, sort of the removal of that stigma, the recognition as, as you've said, more and more folks have experienced anxiety, experienced depression, experienced isolation, are able to then extend more empathy and, and able to sort of talk about it in a more um, open way that I think we've cemented the idea that mental health um, and substance use disorder treatment are critical within our healthcare infrastructure. Absolutely. Now, as we see more folks engaging in mental health care, um, seeking um, treatment or um, talking to their PCPs about this, how do you feel from an access perspective or from a workforce perspective? Um, are you seeing shortages? Um, are you seeing folks who have implemented some best practices to make sure um, people's needs are being met? What do you see from sort of that perspective of a capacity as more and more folks need mental health care? Yeah, I'm really impressed with how providers have been able to, to pivot to telehealth and, and, and be more accessible, available. Um, there are still challenges in terms of health equities in, in, in neighborhoods of, uh, that are poorer or have um, you know, racial uh, ethnic minorities. Um, access to care is, is a struggle. And, um, you know, and there's still a, a certain amount of, of stigma and, and misunderstanding about what mental health, what mental illness is. And, and when to reach out, how to reach out. Um, so I think even though there are 
uh, platforms and, and technologies that have expanded access, I think there's still, people are still struggling with, with how to understand it and, and what help looks like um, and, and how help can be uh, beneficial. Um, so I agree, stigma has, has definitely gone down. It's just, I think there's more opportunity for education and, and really expanding services into areas that still are, are struggling in terms of access. And I, I, I think what you said there is so important because I often think people think, oh, we've expanded telehealth, check, that's done, we can move on to the next item. But what we still see, at least in Illinois, is that there are limitations in accessing telehealth from a broadband perspective, due to the technology, due to the skill set, um, due to the support if you're a senior to utilize um, that telehealth or, or if you are um, blind or deaf or hard of hearing, um, you know, there are still limitations to telehealth. And then I think we also have to acknowledge that, you know, if you are in um, an extreme circumstance, uh, telehealth might not be the right format for you and still needing that in-person care, which is of particular, I think, still concern right now, um, as especially in Illinois, our COVID numbers are just really raging. Exactly. So, Dr. Allen, do you feel that this moment has helped accelerate the use of and innovations in telehealth? Was, is, was this the moment that telehealth in some ways was waiting for to show its ability of overall effectiveness and efficiency? That's a really good question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, I think, you know, COVID ironically, along with the expansion of telehealth, has allowed us to think a lot more creatively about how to offer healthcare to people. Who are isolated or you know, in a disadvantaged area, um, we're, we're forced to have to think outside the box and outside of traditional brick and mortar, you know, go to the clinic kind of thing. Um, I think this has expanded our appreciation for the need for integration of care between physical health and behavioral health. How it's not just you know a separate thing um, that someone else does. It's you know we all share this. Um, and, you know, I think it's really, it's become more of our common vocabulary that we talk about this. So I, I think it's really expanded a lot of creative thinking and a lot of, um, a lot of acceptance and accessibility uh, for people who need uh, mental health resources. And as you think about sort of expanding those resources and that creativity, are there some things that you've seen done in Illinois or elsewhere um, that serve as some of those best practices or sort of give you um, hope on sort of what can be done when we think outside the box with regards to both telehealth, but really mental health um, holistically. Yeah, I, you know, I think of people who struggle with substance use disorders and, and how these times of isolation can make the stressors higher, but also the, the, the risk of relapsing or, or going back to old patterns uh, a little bit higher. And so I'm just really impressed with, for example, a lot of the online uh, supports, either 12-step or other sort of communities. I'm also impressed at how um, medication-assisted treatment has, um, has kind of morphed into a, more of a telehealth model. So, you know, whether that's buprenorphine, for example, being able to provide that, do more virtual sort of physical exams, um, you know, just kind of get out of that rigid mindset and, and provide and open up accessibility, especially for people with substance use disorders. 
and really removing those barriers because before there were so many barriers to medication assistance treatment, which doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. And so because we've been forced to remove those barriers, those barriers um, have, uh, you know, we've seen the outcomes. We've been able to prove sort of that this is effective. We don't, you know, we don't need to have that rigid structure. We can serve folks um, in a more efficient and accessible manner. Absolutely. And so as such, Dr. Allen, you know, one of the things that we talked about in, in the, the subject title is uh, seasonal depression. And so can you just give us a bit of color of how you think that this pandemic and how the year has unfolded will affect, uh, you know, those who may be susceptible to uh, seasonal disorders as we're heading, depression rather, as we head into the holidays and, and the end of the year? Yeah, so, you know, we think of a seasonal pattern with, with depression it, um, it usually has to do with the shortened amount of daytime. Um, so people who are in, who are further away from the equator, for example, tend to have higher prevalence of this. Um, and that partly can be due to, um, so sunlight can create serotonin in our brains, which helps improve our mood. And, and so the lack of sunlight, we, people can feel more depressed, less serotonin, but also, um, you know, the vitamin D, for example, which is, uh, um, you know, which we need for, for multiple reasons, but if we're de deficient in vitamin D due to lack of sunlight, we can feel more depressed, more down, more lethargic. Um, so for multiple reasons, you know, the lack of sunlight um, can really cause a certain uh, group of us to feel more down. And, um, and you add COVID on top of it, where, where there's more isolation, not getting outside as much, that can further exacerbate it. Um, so again, I guess if, you know, if people are, are noticing that they're not enjoying things as much as usual, um, you know, they're, they're really feeling sadder than usual, uh, their thoughts about themselves are worse, they feel you know, helpless or worthless or, you know, just just a lot of these self-defeating thoughts, um, feeling more tired, feeling less engaged. Um, you know, those are some signs for depression. And, you know, if you really want to reach out to your provider to, to look into that further, there are lots of ways this can be treated. Um, you know, seasonal affective disorder can be treated with, uh, you know, the, there's, a, there's a lamp, there's light therapy that people can use to actually boost their mood. Um, not any sort of light, but one that's specific for this. Um, mm -hmm. Medications, obviously antidepressants, therapy, um, taking a supplement of vitamin D, for example, if, if your levels are low. Um, so it's a good question because there are so many factors involved and, and so many ways to treat it too. And so some of the things that you listed that folks, if they feel like they're feeling, should reach out to a provider, reach out to help, are some of those the same where perhaps people in our networks or our family or friends, are those the same type of things that we should be looking for as, as signs or symptoms in, in those around us? Exactly, yes. Um, you know, for, for children, they might not often tell us how they're feeling. So if we see changes from their typical baseline, if they're more irritable, more, more withdrawn, um, you know, they're, they're not, engaging or functioning as well in school or other activities, you know, it might be worth having a conversation to find out what's going on. Um, older adults, 
I think it's important to be very intentional about reaching out to people who are close to you and checking in because with COVID we can, we can get isolated and, and people get uh, disenfranchised and, and, and more isolation has been shown to increase depression. So to any extent that we can be intentional about checking in on those we love um, is really important. All right. I appreciate you, you sharing that, Dr. Allen. And just a, a slight plug along the same lines, the association recently posted a blog about staying healthy in Illinois as we all transition to winter. So please check out the article, the ABCs and vitamin D of staying healthy in Illinois. Again, for this episode of Sam Says, we have been joined by Dr. Tom Allen, the Executive Medical Director of Behavioral Health Government Programs at HCSC and Chief Psychiatrist for Blue Cross Blue Shield Medicaid program in Illinois. Dr. Allen, we appreciate you being with us on this episode of Sam Says. Thank you. All right, please, please stay safe, please stay safe and stay healthy. Sam, that's another great episode and just another timely topic for those who are listening to as you know to try to stay healthy as, as we head into the transition of season and into transition of year, but also dealing with the ramifications of COVID. So that was a great, great conversation with Dr. Absolutely. Allen. Absolutely. I love, you know, the concrete steps that we can all take um, to sort of navigate the holiday season and the winter this year, which I think is going to be a little harder on all of us than it normally is. Yeah. And so before we wrap, uh, we talked about Thanksgiving plans at the beginning of the show, but is there anything else that you're looking forward to or perhaps that the association has coming up? Yeah, so we, we've got um, some webinars coming up on value-based care that I'm excited about, sort of talking about how we transition um, from sort of paying for volume to paying for value. How do we get creative to think about serving our members? Uh, and that's what I'm really looking forward to, along with discussions with some of our clinicians on utilization management and best practices and sort of navigating the uh, uh, healthcare system. And then finally, we're kicking off a series on racism in healthcare and disparities. So a lot of education opportunities coming from IMHIP in the coming months that I'm, I'm looking forward to those discussions. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, thank you again to Dr. Allen. And on behalf of Sam and the wonderful team at IMHIP, I'm Dee Rondel again with the Gemini Group. We appreciate you turning in, tuning in rather to this uh, episode of Sam Says. If you like what you hear, please share it with your networks. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can also connect with us at imhip.net. That's I-A-M-H-P.net. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate uh, you staying with us and connecting with us. Uh, please stay safe. Please stay healthy. Have a great holiday. And we'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm. That's it. Thank you. I lost internet twice.